Welcome to Bar Talk. I'm the host, Robert Hill, Artistic Director of the Orlando Ballet, and our guest this week is the one and only uh, Philip Broomhead, who is our Orlando Ballet School Director. How are you, Philip? I am good, thank you. Great. This, this uh, isolation. I know, I know. That's why um, we're going to do things to keep the energy positive and talk about wonder wonderful things like your career. So, um, oh my gosh, you're doing such great things here as a school director, and I, I adore working with you. Oh, same here. I mean, it's just been, it's a, it's a love fest. It's going to be another love fest. I love that. So, yeah. Um, love working here. Love working with you. Um, my career started back in, gosh, I was 10 and I went to the Royal Ballet School. Um, actually, if I go a little bit further back than that, I started dancing when I was seven because I used to sit in front of the television and tie myself in knots, have my legs behind my ears. So they thinking, <laughs> well, you need some sort of um, energetic outlet. So they took me to do acrobatics at the local dance studio. Mm -hmm. And my first teacher's name was Esme Preston. I love that name. It's such an old fashioned English name, Esme. Uh -huh. And she said, oh, absolutely not. He's not just going to do acrobatics. He's going to do ballet and tap and modern. So once I got there, I was bitten by the bug and uh, did everything I could possibly do. I pretty much lived in that studio if I wasn't at school. Yeah. And I uh, went for auditions for the Royal Ballet School at the age of nine. Uh, with, uh, at that time, the lady uh, who was the principal of the school was called Ursula Morton. And she- Another interesting name. Yes, I know, we're full of us, um, good ones. Uh, that would be Ariel, it? Ursula. She sort of looked like that too, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> In all the nicest ways, she was a lovely lady. Uh, after the first audition, there's usually two, she uh, approached my parents and said that they wanted me in the school at that point uh, and said, you know, uh, that, it, that don't come to, to London because I already had a spot at the Royal Palace School. Well, in between those two dates, Ursula passed away. So uh, I had to, in fact, go to the Royal, the Royal Palace School to do the second audition for, and, and at that point, the, the school was taken over by Barbara Fuster. And uh, she was a very tall, intimidating lady until you got to know her. You know, she had the, the big bun on the top of her head and very sort of rough, very nice. But uh, eventually I was, I was uh, accepted into the Royal Ballet School at the age of 10. Um, during the, the first half of the, the year, um, I was actually, there because I was, uh, because of my dance ability, I was actually promoted to the second year. So for, uh, from then on, I was academically above where I should have been. So I had to do a lot of catching up. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but uh, for the ballet, um, I uh, went straight through the school from there uh, into the, the upper school and into the company at the age of 18. Wow. So when did you go to the upper school? At what age? That was at the age of 15. And uh, the, the first few years of life, we, we were at the White Lodge, which is the boarding school uh -huh. in the middle of Richmond Park. Uh, it's beautiful. However, at the age of 10, it's, it was all enclosed and you weren't allowed to go out the gates unsupervised. It, was, it sort of felt like a prison. Wow. And 
And the funny thing is that when you go back, you sit, you know, your, your thought process is so strange. You'd be like, how could I have ever thought this beautiful, wonderful place was a prison? I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. But you know how it is, how, how little children are. But uh, then at the age of 15, we're sort of led out into London and we find either flats, apartments, or youth hostels, which is where I was. I went to a youth hostel and um, lived there until for actually most of the time that I was at the school. And then when I, uh, when I moved into the company, that's when I moved in with some other company members that were very near the school in, at Barons Court, as it was at that point. Because mm-hmm. I moved there when it was Barons Court, weren't you? as well. So how, how, how long were you in the Royal Ballet before you decided to move on and spread your wings? I was there for 11 years. Wow, okay. So I joined the company in 1980 and I left them in January 91, so it's basically 11 years. Yes. That was around about the time that I was dancing with the company. Correct, yes. Yes, I had a wonderful time. I just, at the age of 29, I just, I just sort of had the urge to go somewhere else. Uh, I wanted to, you know, the Royal Ballet is, is a large place. And so, as you well know, they can categorize you in, in different positions. Uh, and I wanted to, to branch out and do a lot of, of the more interesting modern stuff. As much as I loved Ashton and I loved classical ballet and all that stuff, I wanted to broaden my, my horizons as far as dance was concerned. And, you know, I just wanted to dance it all. And I, that wasn't really the, the path that they chose for me. I mean, it, it was just, you know, it, I guess it was, what am I trying to say? Uh, I think people would have loved just to be, you know, pigeonholed as a prince. Right. What was happening. And, but I sort of, you know, it, it, was a, it was a good position to be in, but I just didn't want to stay there in that box. Right. I wanted to get yeah. outside that box. That works in the beginning. I, I can relate to, to that idea a little bit too, sort of typecasting, I guess. Um, but after a while, you do want to do more than just Prince Charming, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I, 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 I get that. So, and I think after we had the Yuri Killians, and you know, when, at, when you were on the rise in the company, you did everything. You did everything. So I did a Hans Van Bannon and the Glenn Titley and, and the Yuri Killians and all those pieces on the way up, plus a lot of new places. But when we get to the principal, that's when they sort of cut it all. It's like it's all cut and dry. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to stay doing all those. What, did, what was the first place that you went? Um, what, what was your plan, I mean, to, to move on from the Royal? Uh, I, first of all, went to ABT, in fact. Uh-huh. And at that point, uh, Misha Barishnikov, he was he was in and out. So he, so like you, he was dual. Uh, he would come into the Royal Ballet when he was dancing, and he would and then he became the director of ABT. Uh, so I, I I talked to him and I did class. And for um, at that point, the company was in a lot of debt, so he couldn't guarantee a contract at the money that was you know that would be required. So. I then took a flight down to Houston, uh, knowing that Ben Stevenson had also been part of the Royal Ballet at that point. Um, and Ben offered me a contract 
and I was going to, I think I went down in, I went to audition in August. I had commitments up until after Christmas and uh, I joined Houston Ballet in, in at the end of January, 91. And that's and, and you danced there until you retired? Is that what it was? I did, yes. I retired in 2004. Uh -huh. My retirement performance was in drag. <laughs> Just to let you know. Uh, I I, now, I haven't heard that story. So oh, you haven't? Oh, no, 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 no. It was, uh, my retirement performance was La Fille Malgarde. Oh. played the widow, Simone. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. I'm drag roll. It was, it was a perfect way to finish. Love dancing, having, you know, just the time of my life. It was, it was Fantastic. That's great. Probably one of the tallest widow Simones they've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So uh, obviously with Ben, you got to do some really fascinating repertoire, right? Oh, I did. Yes. Everything. Everything. And there's such benefits to a small company. Yeah, there we are. You know, I I never stop working. And your rep, your rep was probably extremely diverse, right? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. John McFarlane, you know, yeah. Forsyth. We did all of these in in between. Yeah. And you know, Ben was wonderful. He created pieces, and, and I also I was sort of like the best of both worlds for me because I did all these amazing pieces, but I also did ballets that were familiar because Ben would bring in certain productions that Rob Alley did. So, you know, I got to do those two. Right. And it was, it was a really good fit for me. Fantastic. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. Do, do we need to talk a little bit about the, the, the story about when I was dancing and you took over for me after the first act? Oh, I think we should. Okay, just very, <laughs> very, very briefly, because it's, it's interesting. We met in London when you were pretty much getting ready to move on. And I was right. just becoming um, part of the Royal Ballet. Uh, anyway, we were, it was the first time that the Royal Ballet was gonna be performing at the Kennedy Center in Washington in 20 years or something like that, right? So, so we were there and um, Philip, you said you came from New York to visit. Yeah. And yes. you, you were backstage at this performance and I was doing Swan Lake with Darcy Bustle. Right. And, and um, it was the first act and the prince's solo in the waltz and I did a soda boss to fourth position and I went to push off and my knee just popped and I snapped my anterior cruciate ligament. Mm. And I was carried off by the, the, the peasants and <laughs> in the wings and they were, as I was writhing in pain, they were asking me to take off my costume <laughs> and you were there and you put the costume on and you carried I did, and uh, the, the funny thing was that uh, I, I literally drove down from New York thinking that that would be a very short drive. I mean, that was, you know, seven hours or something. I was like, well, okay. So, you know, I got there and I was in the wings, as you said, just chatting away. And <laughs> all this, then, then all this palaver happened and they pulled you off. And, uh, um, and there was no other prince in the building. Uh, they they had all sort of going out to dinner in Washington, so right. it was all very interesting. So Anthony asked me to to take over, and it was very interesting because between Act One and Act Two, he actually paused the the, the performance and, and gave a the show must go on speech, and that I was in the audience and and all that stuff. So 
um, I got to dance. I put on the costume. The only thing I had to find was a dance belt. So <laughs> I found one, and I put that on. And, I, and of course, the first person I had to go and see was Darcy. Because the first thing that was going to be happening was Pas de Deux. The second and, Pas de Deux, right? Yes, the yeah. second act Pas de Deux. So I go up to her and I said, Darcy, is there anything that we want to do? And she was like, no, no, darling, we're going to be fine. We've, done, we've danced before. And I went, oh. So it was, it, it was one of those rare occasions where it was completely stress-free. So, you know, it didn't matter. I just, I just felt like it was a big relief to have somebody that um, uh, confident in your abilities to just to go, oh, sicko, darling, it's just do a pirouette and we're done. And that's exactly what we did. For that act and it was it all went really well I have to say thank goodness I mean she's she's super strong or was she was very strong Darcy so she could probably have done it on her own anyway but uh, <laughs> um, yeah what but, a lovely lovely woman my goodness oh it, was, it was such a pleasure to work with her my gosh so yeah. so that's what you know what a story who could you you can't choreograph those kinds of things you know no you can't and I have in my kitchen not that I can I can get it but I have this article from the Houston Post and I'll just give you the title of the piece it says uh, dancer shines in tights spot <laughs> so, so when you when you hear something like that you know that you're in middle America right there so, exactly <laughs> and it was it was all lovely I had such compliments from around the world and you know and everybody was so concerned about you and and uh, Thank goodness, you still had a very long career after you, after that. I, I did actually, you know, um, it was, uh, I actually had to have the surgery twice because the first one failed again after 11 months of oh. So then I went to the doctor for the US ski team out in Vail, Colorado. And anyway, he put a donor ligament in there, physical therapy, and uh, Kevin took over as artistic director of ABT at the time and he, hired me back, I got into really good shape, and I danced for 10 more years. And I, I feel like they were my 10 best years, quite honestly, you know. So um, very, very fortunate. And uh, there's that word tenacity, you know, to oh, yes. be tenacious to achieve what you set out to achieve, right? Exactly. exactly. And then always be full of gratitude because, you know, there's so many things that, that happen that make it possible for us to do this, and we're very grateful, right? Yeah, exactly. And I made the decision early on that I didn't want to become some bitter old dancer. As I, you know, and, and you, in the old days, you come across teachers or people who are, who are, let's just face it, less than lovely. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, and I, I, I made a vow back then that I would never turn into that person. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a really, really good. I, I did something similar. Um, as I became director um, of Ballet in Monterey and then ultimately here in my 11th season, I, I, I took mental notes along the way. Notes about if I get into that position, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And, and I, I feel really, you know, creating a positive work atmosphere which I think that we have here in Orlando Ballet. It's, it's fantastic. And I'm as grateful for that as I am any of the fantastic dancing that we've, we've produced. It's to have an entire organization from the board of directors to the school, to the administrative staff, to all the dancers, 
just working very, very positively and unified. It's really wonderful. Yeah, it is quite, um, it is quite an amazing atmosphere that, we, that we're working in. Um, I, I fully, fully appreciate the, the scope of the, the, the working in unison that we all have here. And uh, I just, when I first got here, when you first invited me here and uh, that weekend we were out um, having lunch and you said, can you join us? I, I had no hesitation at that point saying yes. And that has continued through tonight. I am so happy where I am. Obviously, you know, there are some, some little stresses in the roles and things, but overall, when you think about it, I am, I feel like I'm in the right, I feel like I'm where I should be. Yeah. And I love yeah. that. It, it, it kind of, it happens so almost so quick. It feels like it just happened like, like that, you know, <laughs> like yeah. instant. And um, yeah, so, uh, and, and it, you know, it's always a process, you know, I've been doing this for 11 years now and it wasn't always like this, you know, it was kind of bumpy for a while. But, uh, you know, perseverance and, and um, getting the right people, you know, in, which, you know, includes you and our board of directors and um, some of the other staff and so forth. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really uh, functioning very, very well. And, of course, now we are, um, like every other institution around the world with this pandemic, it's, it's, it's redefining how we do what we do, you know. Right, and that was a big, um, not, not a big concern, but a challenge is to see if we can keep this in quality yeah. that Orlando Valley organization wide, organization wide has, and bring that to the, the virtual classes that we, we all have to do right now. And uh, I feel that the faculty that we have are really high quality. And I think they teach very, they teach very good classes. And so uh, putting together a, an online virtual class schedule was not so hard really because of you know, the, the talent and, and the, the depth of uh, careers that we've had, the diverse careers, teachers that we have in the, in the building. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Natasha. Yeah. Us, um, uh, Charmaine. I mean, we've all come from these these really big backgrounds. Yeah, the Royal Ballet, Dancy de Harlem, all of these wonderful places. Uh, ABT, New York City Ballet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's true. We have a, a, a amazing um, staff of, of teachers, and you know, and you all also can can work with the company, which is not always the case, you know. Um, and so it's the, the mixture of how the company and the school integrate together, you know, with the Nutcrackers and most recently the Cinderella, you know, um, it's, it's, it, it, it's so good. And I, I know that those kids are getting these opportunities that, you know, doesn't happen every school you go to, right? You know, so. Um, Absolutely. I, I always felt that, um, that the school and the company were such high quality, just, uh, um, I just wanted to work with them and it, it fully translates from the school to the company and from the company to the school in how people react to each other, their interactions and yeah. the graciousness and the generosity and, and especially the tenacity. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, 
but it's not a, it's not forced it's it's people want to work it's absolutely it, it's such a unique experience for me to be in yeah. that the last couple of years knowing you know the backgrounds of certain you know companies and stuff like that it's just really it's really an interesting time yeah yeah no it's and it's great you know from my perspective and and you know this very well because we discuss it constantly to have you know the, the the trainee level in the school leading into the orlando ballet two dancers right ultimately becoming apprentices and then company members it gives the opportunity to see how they work you know because when when somebody comes in and does one class audition you know they're going to put on their best face and you know and you don't really get to know the quality of the person you know I, of course i want good pirouettes and extension and big jumps and all of that stuff we all want that mm -hmm. but ultimately it's, it's what i tell them i want good people just good human beings who work together and exactly. you this company that we have right now i mean it's it's phenomenal you know victoria morgan was here staging her Cinderella and everyone's comment is the same thing, you know, Mikey who was staging um, Val's Valley. Yeah. She made a substantial donation to the organization just because she was so impressed with the energy and the positivity. I mean, I, that just blew me away, you know? It doesn't blow me away, you know, looking at it from my side, walking in as a relatively new um, member of, of the, this organization, it's just been mind blowing just how how together everything is and you know and that's such a, a testament to you and your t and your tenacity and uh, you know 11 years and of you know the building blocks that have gone along with that and you know, well, the thank you tribulations and all that good stuff um so you know it's it's right in the palm of your hand mr hill well thank you but i i maintain it takes a village it absolutely takes a village, but the village has to be populated with the right people. Yes. <laughs> you know? So that has been a part of the, the challenge along the way. But, um, you know, it's possible. It's, we're, we're living it, you know, and we're going to get through this pandemic and we're going to come out the other side stronger than we are right now, you know. So um, what, what can you say that again? That you froze right there. Oh, I'm getting a message. Ask Philip what his fave ballet, ballet is. <laughs> from our producer, Meredith Davis. I love her. That's wonderful. That was what I was going to say. So go ahead, do it. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> well, I, I sort of have, God, I mean, I'm, I'm such, I love Ashton. I've, I've grown up with him, with the Ashton, the Frederick Ashton ballets. Um, I think my all-time favorite role was probably Oberon in the Dream. Really? Uh, I just love doing that. And I had the pleasure of doing that with Wendy Ellis. I don't know whether you remember Wendy. The name, I don't recall, but of course I know the name. She was affiliated with Michael Soames, who was Fontaine's partner. Yes. And um, it sort of brings me back now. So that was one, I mean, I loved all the Astrum Rep, but for me that was sort of, by far the, the biggest favorite. Um, just to sidestep that in, in the Wendy Ellis mode right now. Uh -huh. When I first joined the company, uh, the Royal Ballet Company, they sort of showed you where you were going to go as, as far as how the casting went up on the board. 
Right. So it would have on there, so Prince Charming, or, uh, and, and we would have all the current principles, and then it would, it would go into, we would call it the brackets, so it's parenthesis. And it would have all these people, and then it would have my name at the end. So I knew that, I, that they had me as the Prince Charming in mind from the very first year that I joined the company. So Michael Soames, seeing that, would, would bring me into the studio, pull me from the corridor, literally, and dance with, with Wendy, uh, rehearsing Cinderella, rehearsing the dream, rehearsing all these Ashton Ballets with her. So eventually I did them with her. I did those seven, she was my first uh, Titania. So it was, just, it was just an interesting way of working. I mean, literally I didn't have any rehearsals and he'd just pull me in and, and, uh, and get me going with her. So it was, you know, I have a lot to thank, thank him for. Wow, that's, that's amazing. It, you, you, you do, you look back and you think of the people that really kind of helped you and mentored you, you know? Yes. I certainly had that great fortune when I joined ABT, you know? Right, yeah, and those people can make or break you. And the same thing, uh, um, Mike, Michael Soames was a tyrant, let's just say. He didn't mix his words, uh, but when he, when he liked you, it was good, but he was a taskmaster. I remember the very first soloist role that I was going to do, and it was Swan Lake. And at that point, they had a, um, it was called the Panacat. So there was two men, two women. It was just, it was a lovely piece. It was Ashton piece again. And he would always, um, uh, he looked after those pieces. Uh, one rehearsal, I happened to say to him, to, to Michael Soames, uh, that was too fast for me. Oh my gosh, I, you thought that I had, the world had, had just come to an end. So he just looked at me and he was like, do it again. <laughs> he went up to the pianist and whisp whispered in the ear and it was super slow. And I finished, and I was like dying, it was like, do it again. He went up to the pianist, whispered in the ear again and uh, it was super fast. And by this point I was, you know, I didn't have any legs left or anything. He said, don't you ever tell me that anything is ever too fast or too slow again, you do it. And I was like, oh, it's crying at this point. Going, wow. The funny thing wow. is, he that, was the that first. Seems so, that seems so spiteful. Yeah, but in the long run, I mean, I, it took me years to realize just what he had done for me. Right. Frankly. Did, did, did uh, you to be um, uh, flexible and cope with whatever, which, you know, there, there is, when you're and, with live music, of course, that's, you know, yeah, and to take the diva out too, because that was sort of a, you know, when you're doing something, you just, I, I guess I must have had a diva moment. Oh, so it was the way you delivered the information. I, I think when I look back, that was probably what started all of that. <laughs> but I Thank have you for to, your honesty. <laughs> yeah, but I think that he was the first one to come back and congratulate me after the, the show. And so, you know, and, and then we, we had a very good rela working relationship after after that, and, uh, uh, and then Donald McCleary became my, my sort of mentor and coach after that. I think that you worked with him too, didn't you? I, I did, yes, I did. Yeah. Cool. What was your favorite role, Robert? You know, I, I think over my career, I would ask, I think it evolves. It's, you know, Romeo was the one that I got to do when I was still in the court of ballet, and that kind of gave me my launch to become right. a principal dancer. 
So Romeo was probably my favorite for the longest time. And then at the Royal, I got to do Manon. Oh my God. And then when I returned to ABT, I did it with ABT as well. But um, I I loved the ballet, you know? And um, and then at the end of my career, I got to do Onegin. So, you know, there were lots of other repertory pieces that I got to do um, that I really loved. You know, Tudor's Leaves Are Fading and... But, you know, it, it, it sort of depended on where in my career the answer of which is my favorite. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely get that because when I did Manon, I loved doing that too. Uh, and that was a little bit later in my career too. Right. And then even later in my, in my career too, I got to do In the Middle, Somewhat Elevated. Oh, right. Which is completely different than anything. Right else so so what did what did you um hate doing <laughs> gosh um <laughs> what did i hate doing <laughs> um maybe nothing if you have to think that hard then that's great no, i think that I, I i it wasn't that i hated doing thing. i think nutcracker there were roles in nutcracker i yes there was actually Let's, let's face it right now. It was the Spanish in Nutcracker. <laughs> I loathed doing that. That was my one and only. Whose um, choreography was it? That was, um, oh, it was the Royal Ballet and it was Peter Wright. Oh, right. Peter Wright, and you know, everything was like um, icing colored and you had those white wigs on and things. Right. But, uh, you know, the Spanish dance was so awful and I hated it. So, you know, but, you know, sorry. Sorry yeah. all out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think I agree. It, it must be just because we did it so many times. The Nutcracker was... Right. And, and if in, in London, it was fine because it didn't come back every year with, you know, 45 shows. But... Uh, when I moved to Houston, that was when the marathon really started to happen. Right. 48 shows in, in the month and all that good stuff. So, you know, one, one hears that music quite a lot on TV, in the malls and things. So it's not my favorite, I have to say. <laughs> I think that we had a wonderful chat. Thank you for joining us. And um, I look forward to getting back to some semblance of work um, so we can see each other more regularly. Um, and do you have an, any one final comment or uh, question or anything that you want to wrap this up with? No, I just, I'm, I'm just very happy and bright and I know we're going to have the future looks bright. And I am so looking forward to what it's going to bring. I really am. Fantastic. Let's stay positive together. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Mm, there we-